BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And on today's show... We're going to talk about mindset and gratitude and all of those things that are sometimes just general buzzwords for people and other times people take them very seriously. So what's your mindset, Corey? Well, Julie, do you want to first tell everybody about our Patreon account? Oh, why don't we tell everybody about our Patreon account? Yeah, we have one. We do. That's right. Um, We we have a Patreon account. Yes. Yeah. And if you want to support the show, support what Julie and I are doing, head on over to patreon.com slash bizquick. We are building that out now, right, you know, as of right now, but it's something that's going to be pretty awesome once we get that, that a thing rolling. Um, so the link is in the show notes, check it out and let us know your thoughts. Why do you think it's going to be awesome? Because you and I are doing this. Oh, okay, cool. Um, is it because it's going to have like behind the scenes podcasts that no one else you have to, you have to pay to get to and videos. There's going to be videos. There's going to be podcasts. There's going to be memes. There's going to be all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. I've just started learning how to create memes. My meme game is coming on strong. So, yeah. So, listen, head to BizQuick um, or head to SBPace.com and check out our Patreon account there. Or you can just go Patreon.com backslash BizQuick. Yes. Well, let's and jump into mindset. Let's talk about mindset. All what, right. What's your mindset? Um, I don't know. I've never really been one to... Think? Think about mindset. Oh, oh, think about mindset. So there's more to that answer than yes. just think. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's, that's, um, well, what's, okay. What's your opinion on gratitude? The same. <laughs> um, like personal gratitude or like. Gratitude in general. Yeah, I guess. Gratitude in general. Well, so when I think. Do you practice gratitude? When I think, when, when I hear somebody say, are you practicing mindset or gratitude, uh-huh. that's all internal. That's waking up in the morning and doing the Stuart Smalley, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone <laughs> it, people like me. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's not really gratitude, but that is mindset, yeah. sure. Um, do you do that? No, I don't. Oh, okay. and And that goes back to the fact that I don't have an inner monologue, so I don't really talk to myself. So you don't practice gratitude? No. So like when something good happens to you. Something good happens to me. You don't say thank you to the universe, to God, to yourself, to, you know, the wolf pack, to nobody. Nobody, no. When something something good happens, something good happens. Something bad happens, something bad happens. Don't you get afraid that good things are going to stop happening because you're never grateful for them? Well, no, because I don't think that there's like any kind of higher power out there that's like gifting out these good things. Good things happen. Bad things happen. Like life just happens. So I don't really, I don't think about it because it's just, okay, that thing's over. Let's move on to the next thing. 
So you don't believe, believe in the power of positive thought or anything? I, I mean, internally, yes. Like, if you're just a negative dick all the time, yeah, everything's going to have, like, a nice, you know, there's like there's going to be a cloud over everything and it's going to suck, but... I, I don't think positively or negatively. I just, I don't think about those things. Do you think that, so, okay, so I'm traveling down a similar path now because now I'm really curious and I'm sure our listeners are super curious about this too, right? And listeners, I'm asking this question for you because I know you're asking it right now. Do you believe that like, Everything happens for a reason or no, wait, let me rephrase it. Cause that's not really the question I want to ask. Do you believe in destiny? That's what I want to know. Because let me give you an example. Do you believe that regardless of the fact that, do you believe that if we would not have worked together at performance, that our paths would have crossed eventually? Or do you think, nope, that was it. That was the only shot. And that shot happened. The stars aligned, our paths crossed. And here we are years later. Yeah, I don't believe in destiny. At all? No. Like, that's, like we believe totally different things. Yes. Totally. I'm well aware of that. So first off, the first thing I do every morning when I wake up is practice gratitude. Second off, because I'm always like, even if it's just simple, like there's a lot to be thankful for. And if like things are going shitty, Practicing gratitude shifts my mindset. So it helps me to be in a better mood. So remember all of the good things that are happening. The second thing I do is pray every morning. Little confession. I usually fall asleep, back asleep while praying. (laughs) Then I feel feel guilty and start all over. If that's what you're praying for, your prayers are answered. A little (laughs) extra sleep. Then I I, I feel guilty, though, and I start all over. I don't want God to think that I don't value my time with him. So question for you. Mm -hmm. If everything is predetermined, if you have no control over your fate, why bother trying? Everything's just going to work out the way that it's supposed to work out, whether it's good or bad. No, I don't. So I don't I don't view it like that. So I do think that even if, you know, you went to came in and told that story of the toaster that day so long ago when I the day that, you know, you made it onto that team. Yes. That killer team. I think eventually our paths would have crossed. I think it was is destiny. It was predetermined. Eventually our paths would have crossed. I don't know how. I don't know where. But they would have crossed. No, I would have been stuck in IT and quit immediately. Sure. Because of but who, that I was, who, that, who I was going to report to. Right. But that doesn't mean that our paths wouldn't have crossed. It just means it would have crossed later. Right? Like maybe at some point I would have gone out to dinner here in Richmond at a restaurant and you would have been the owner or you'd have been like, and you would have made your way to the table. Yeah, I don't buy it. There would have been a day where you would have had a beer sitting on a counter and I would have asked you for a sip and I would have slammed the whole damn thing and watched you have anger and disappointment. That happened, but. (laughs) That did happen. um, No, no, I don't think there's no such thing as like destiny. We're in control of our own future, people. Well, you are in control of your own future in that the actions that you take, like you can't, that's where I agree with you. Like, I don't, like, don't bother trying. Like, that's only if you're, if you're open to a a life of mediocrity. But if that's all you want, it's just, you know, an average, you know, just average, then sure. But I guess, does that make me an oxymoron? 
where I believe both in stop it. <laughs> <laughs> your your face is like drop the oxy. <laughs> I saw that. Yes. I saw no. that. Listeners, you should have seen his face. He was just like. <laughs> I was like, how can you be a term, like a, a phrase of speech? Well, in that, I, I <laughs> yes, I understand what you're saying, but um, I, I believe in destiny, but I also believe that you have, you have to take action. Sure. Yeah. I believe that we are 100% in control of what we do. Outside of those things that we're not in control of, obviously, if like a meteor falls on my car tomorrow, I have no control over that. That just happens. But again, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. Right. You wouldn't get mad. You wouldn't be you know, like, oh, I mean, God, I shouldn't have parked there. I'm probably laugh and be like, eh, check it out. Meteor fell on my car. <laughs> and now there's a giant hole in my driveway. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. All right. Should we uh, go to break? Yeah, let's take a break. But before we go, let's tell our listeners about Certivium. You want to do that? Certivium is a service. Certivium is the second company that Corey and I launched, and we launched it with our um, business partner, Stacy. And that business is focused exclusively on helping entrepreneurs and small business owners with customer engagement and social media management. Certivium helps you by allowing you to focus on the big, big, important, high-value things in your business and take that pressure off to handle your customer issues, and to consistently post on social media. Check out Certivium at certivium.com or sbpace.com. All the information is in the show notes. All right, welcome back to the show. We have Helene Popkin with us. Helene is out of California, and she is a lifestyle and health expert. Welcome to the show, Helene. Thanks so much. Glad to be here with you guys. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what it is that you do and what makes you an expert in the lifestyle? Yeah, health and lifestyle area. Sorry. Yeah, no, what I do is I coach individuals and groups um, on how to get their lives back on track, how to get their health back on track. And I've been doing that for decades. And it started out mostly because I had a childhood illness and I was surrounded by um, you know, people who were in food addiction. Um, mom died of severe obesity, you know, so like, you know, I really am connected to the joy and love of, of, of food and, um, indulgence and celebration. And I'm also intimately understanding that without my help, I've got nothing. And so I've spent the last 30 years researching the globe, getting degrees, certificates and, um, attending programs. I've spent well over $1.2 million dollars. And I am like totally bound and determined to help people realize easy, simple solutions to help get their lives and health back on track. Excellent. Yeah. So on the front of the show, we were talking about gratitude and mindset because so much of, you know, like like a big part of being success is having that right mindset in terms of uh, just how you run your business, like how you do everything. And so uh, Julie and I have a different opinion, um, I think, on on mindset and gratitude and um, just wanted to get your opinion on it. In terms of just mindset and gratitude, um, without the correct, the right mindset, like I don't care if you're eating kale all day and you're feeling guilty about it, it's not going to work. I think that um, based on the science that I've read and some of the pseudoscience that I've read, and um, my experiential 
you know, clients over the last, you know, 30 years, 27 years now, thousands of clients in over 63 countries. Um, I can say that um, the whole mindfulness, like, what does that even mean? Mindset. Um, it means, you know, what you're thinking is actually influencing the outcomes you're creating. So if you're, if you're convinced of a certain outcome and you're still trying to do things all day to fight against that outcome, but it's not actually like a deep commitment and deeply felt or believed, it's just not going to work. And I don't care how many band-aids of gratitude, you know, you slap over it. That's also not going to work. It has to be like something deep inside that is um, committed to and desired and longed for um, in order for it to, to happen. So I would call that, I mean, I, I don't think that, I don't personally think that's something that can be learned or trained. Like that's just, I think, a part of people's personalities that you either have that motor or you don't. You're either going to be motivated to, to you know, kick ass in this world or you're going to be completely content working a nine-to-five job, making 80 grand a year for the rest of your life. Hmm. Is, that something, is that something that can be trained? Yeah, I do believe it can be trained because most of the time people are <laughs> jaded, so to say, and they've lost their faith. They've lost their belief in something that's possible because of failures, because of pain, because they want to avoid pain. And I do think that entrepreneurs and high achievers might have like a higher threshold for pain <laughs> um, or, you know, maybe they're religious and like believe in something they can't see. But uh, I do I do think you can train it. Um, and I think that sometimes you have to trust. You have to trust something that you don't know or understand in order for uh, you to create something that you haven't seen or known before, which is what creates greatness and success. Okay, so I want to take a little bit of a step back here. And um, sometimes what helps me understand better, or I think give our listeners a really good understanding of exactly why somebody would come to you is this. I go to Google and I'm searching on something and you are the top result. What am I searching on? Weight loss, energy, um, lethargy, uh, maybe even kind of acute depression. Um, uh, those are some of like the main things. People like, oh, I just have no energy. I'm tired all the time. Or like I put on this 20 pounds or 40 or 50 or more. And it's like, I got, I got to do something. And I've, I got a pre-diabetic diagnosis. Like people are usually just like, I need to like, I need to get back on track. Like something's like, because I think at the base, we all long for health. We all want it. We all need it in order to function. So yeah, people are looking for like solutions. So it would be kind of this weight loss and so everyone who comes to you is looking for, it starts probably like the, the bulk of your clients start with, with a, from a weight loss perspective, or do they start with a mindset or I'm just curious, like what? Yeah, no, it's usually weight loss. It's usually some kind of physical pain or physical okay. problem that's manifested, but I do write programs, right. For other organizations, institutes and universities. And I also like train health coaches. Um, and I write programs for, you know, accredited health coach training programs. So, so that's also, so I have like a kind of a, I have some real hardcore health enthusiasts who kind of know everything and are looking for next level. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of batch of the clients. And then the other batch are like, you know, just people out in the world who are trying to live a better life and get healthier. And so there's a kind of two groups actually. So I was looking at your website and saw that you are, um, a world-class vegan chef, and diet is such an important part of just 
being successful, being motivated. But I'll tell you right now, if you told me that I had to become a vegan, I would be very depressed. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Just eat more vegetables. You know, it's like, um, you don't have to be a vegan, but you, I think we all can agree that eating more vegetables is definitely going to, going to be a good thing. Um, mostly because of your microbiome and your brain. We know now the correlation is um, irrefut- irrefutable. Like if your if your gut is is doing well, your your mood is going to be good. You have better energy. And you're going to be able to sustain your health and your sleep and all the things you mm-hmm. need to do. Um, so that's why we want to eat more vegetables. Really, if you want to bottom line it. But there's a lot of studies that show animal protein is really important for humans, right? Right. I've definitely I definitely have seen those studies, um, but I'm thinking about purely bacteria. Okay. And like the good guys live on the fiber. So just recent research out of Israel was talking about how to have a robust microbiome. We need to be eating 30 different types of fiber a week. That's a lot of different things. Like I'm not sure I eat 30 different kinds of fiber a week. So not all fiber is created equally come to find out. And it's not as simple as taking a probiotic. And so like if we're having like more animal protein and products than we are vegetables, um, it's going to create a different environment for bacteria to proliferate or grow in our gut. And then that's going to create a different immune response, which, you know, is optimized by more variety of fiber. Um, mood is optimized by more variety of fiber and energy is optimized by more variety of fiber. So, um, but I'm all about like, it's gotta be fun and delicious or like, don't even go there. Sure. <laughs> so that's why I became such a great <laughs> healthy chef because I am not willing to sacrifice flavor or fun for health. Okay. Now I want to ask you a question. Did you have another question on? Okay. I wanted to ask you a question about something, um, Helene, that we were emailing about back and forth before you came on the show. And that's when we were kind of talking about, you know, topics and a lot of people can come on and talk about health and fitness. And honestly, there's so many podcasts out there that are just dedicated to health and fitness. We don't need to be one of them, nor do we want to be. So we like to talk about the importance of health and you know, mindset and whatnot as with respect to entrepreneurs. So one of the topics that you said you wanted to speak on that both Corey and I were like, well, what the hell is that? You mentioned power leaks. So let's talk about that because Corey thought it meant maybe you were shitting yourself. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not you personally. No, I I said that's like after a long night of drinking, that's what you do in the morning when you first wake up. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so great. No, it's a super coach jargony word, power leak. Um, But so I, I coach a lot of high performing women. And, um, and they're exhausted all the time because they're doing like, you know, six full-time jobs between being a mom and everything else. And, um, what I notice is that, uh, they're leaking out power all throughout the day. It's mostly like in, um, emotional regulation. So they're deregulated emotionally. So for example, they're overreacting at, um, maybe something their husband is doing, or they're um, feeling guilty about uh, making compromises between work and parenting, right? So there's these, there are these kind of unproductive emotions that they spend too much time inside of. And, and until they get regulated, they're like, they're leaking out all this energy and they're finding themselves in an exhaustion and overwhelm loop. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that when we start to work together through intentional the intentional creation of how you're you're using your time, then you can seal up those power leaks. And then all of a sudden you, you don't need as much time inside of the breakdown 
um, and you're able to navigate your emotions better and more efficiently. And then you're sealing up the power leak so that you can, you know, perform more optimally in all those areas of your life. Got it. All right. Well, our listeners already know this, but I'm just going to I'm going to confirm it for everybody. Corey's not in danger of power leaks. There's no emotional regulation needed because he doesn't have emotions. You can see it in my eyes that I checked out as soon as that. Right. He's dead inside. So so there is zero chance that he is suffering from power leaks. But I might be highly susceptible to them. <laughs> He's over there going, well, that explains a whole hell of a lot about this one over here. Yeah, I'm just going to take notes for the rest of the show. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> So, so that's an interesting, um, you know, an interesting way to, to look at it. Right. And I I would guess that women are probably more susceptible to power leaks than it just feels really dirty to say that after, after the, uh, heavy night of drinking cup. You're (laughs) you're welcome for that visual. It's never going to be the same again. (laughs) Um, um, so, and it is super coachy jargony, but, um, you know, it's kind of catchy. Do you, you find that it's more women that deal with that than men, right? really i think the women are, are probably willing to admit it more mm. than men um but men will admit it like to their coach but they won't necessarily admit it to their wives certainly not their colleagues um so they hold a lot inside and um so i think it's equal to be honest and, and the, i work with a lot of men um and i have to i find that they're actually way more sensitive than the women i work with and um they hold a lot more inside and therefore it also kind of builds up and can also kind of paralyze them um, and so it's actually the implications for a man are different than a woman because she might just be like overwhelmed and like, wow, like all over the place and maybe even passive aggressive, whereas the man um, might get depressed or aggressive in a, in a different way. Um, but they're all indications. And, and what happens is you start to erode your relationships. If you don't get it handled, you either uh, lead to burnout, some kind of breakdown health wise, uh, usually, you know, absentee parenting and then a lot of times just divorce and then then career issues and financial issues. But it's predictable, actually, at this point for me. Yeah. So how does that work? I mean, when it comes to and we can even go back to diet, but there's no cookie cutter solution for everybody. So like when, you know, you say we should eat more vegetables, that's true. But we have different biomes. We have different genetics. What works for one person doesn't work for others, you know, and terms of dealing with the the stresses, these emotions, all of those types of things. How do you coach people through that in a what manner that fits them? There is a couple of absolutes that I hold true to as universal truths for everyone. And I believe that emotions are that are, are human. And I think that they come just like the clouds and they go just like the sun and they come back just like the sun every day. And that it doesn't have to last more than 90 seconds, actually, any emotional state if we know how to navigate it. And I'm not talking about stuffing it down with a piece of pizza or ice cream. I'm talking about, you know, full expression of it and complete. And it's a practice and it is a tool and it's like a muscle that you strengthen. Just like some people get like gas when they eat vegetables and um, they have to kind of train that muscle in their colon to be able to handle higher fiber foods. And um, irrespective of biome, because somebody might have diverticulitis and they need a special diet, you know, there's those other conditions, of course, that they need to be customized and retrofitted for sure. Um, but I do, I do think there are some absolutes regarding um, just how we navigate and the choices that we're making, because we're making them whether we realize it or not, and we're always winning at the game we're playing. 
So if you're going to pick one of those absolutes, if you were going to pick something that you could provide to our listeners in terms of a way to manage uh, those emotions, to just make their lives better, to seal up those power leaks, um, what would you suggest? It's mm, a great question. It's going to sound really simple. And it's from David Hawkins, who wrote a book called Letting Go as the pinnacle of his 40 plus year career as a psychotherapist. And it's called um, what I call emotional stamina. It builds the emotional stamina uh, process. And it's three steps, acknowledge, accept, let go. And it sounds really simple. Like I acknowledge that I'm really triggered or I'm pissed about this. Um, I, I, I accept it to a certain degree. Then you get kind of hairy with the shame and blame and all that kind of stuff or stories around the <laughs> acceptance piece. Um, but the degree, degree at which you're able to accept, you're, you can also let go. And so maybe it's something you work on. Um, and I have stories around what that could look like. But it, that's the process. Acknowledge, accept, and let go. Why do people have such a difficult time with um, those more, you know, tricky emotions or those more uh, touchy-feely high emotions, right? Like, so, you know, anger, people like anger a lot of times is people's that's a lot of people's go-to emotion, right? Like sure. instead of having to deal with hurt or, you know, anxiety or something, you get pissed off, right? right. Um, but there are a lot of people, and I'm not going to name any names at all. I'm really not going to name names. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of people who are really uncomfortable when someone else is experiencing a big emotion, right? Yeah. And... Oh like I, I am some, okay. Sometimes I'm highly emotional. Right. And sometimes, and I try to be, I find myself in a situation frequently, not frequently, but I find myself in situations where I try to have less emotions to make Corey comfortable versus just expressing my emotions so I can get past it but why um why do we struggle so much with just those bigger emotions right like happiness is good and it's okay to be you know people i think are okay with sadness as long as you don't put your sadness on them right but right in general we just expect people to just be happy or joyful and or or to take it someplace else and what why why are we why are we so uncomfortable with emotion this, con this conversation got way deeper than I expected it to. I'm yeah, sorry. I know. Ah, well, I and I, I think the problem is that uh, you you probably follow something closer to Helene's, the acknowledge, accept, et cetera, where I'm more like disregard and move on. I know. And I'm very much a, I, I don't, I, I can't let go of it until I talk about it. I need to talk mm -hmm. about it. And this guy is like, stop talking. Right. Yes. And he, you know, like, <laughs> And it's really, it's brutal. It's, it's terribly, terribly difficult because he likes to pretend he's a robot. He's not. Mm -hmm. I am very much not a robot trying to pretend that I am just to make him more comfortable, which makes me more uncomfortable. And yeah. it's just this really stupid fucking situation that it's repeats so itself. Right. No, it's so frustrating. It was funny because I was in a huge argument. That's why my voice is a little bit hoarse this weekend. It was my birthday and I was like, 
Bernstein Bears, you know, like too much birthday, like <laughs> kind of fussy. And so I was like, you know, I'm so pissed off right now. This day is like gone to hell. And so I literally, I was like, I want to have a dance off with my boyfriend, right? Because he's like, he's a little more like you, Corey. He's like, you know, get over it. Like, let's move on. And I'm like, but so um, I don't think that actually, um, honestly, like after like all these years and all these frameworks and mindset training and oh, so much. I don't think it can be dealt with actually here or even here because mm-hmm. you're saying I need to talk about it. And I get that like, fine, you know, write it, talk it, but talk it to a tree and, and, or, or whatever, but he, he can also just hold space, which he might not have the patience for or the bandwidth for, which is totally fine and fair. Um, but I've found that like, nobody wants to deal with my anger or my frustration and it's kind of difficult. Like you, Corey, I have emotions and they're just there. So I've been moving a lot more. And I've been taking it into my movement practice and the movement practice is like really loud music that is sometimes violent and it has sound and you're moving and you're sounding and it's like, it dissipates. It's gone. Cause I think emotions are just energy in motion and we have to move it. And uh, I think it's very tribal and um, I find it to be also very honest because here it's just like looping in this part of the body. But as soon mm-hmm. as you like internalize it and then move it out, it's like, I don't know. It's like magic. It just goes away. Right. It's like, Oh, what was, what was I even fighting about? What was I even angry about? I have no idea. Right. Yeah. So do you, I have a question for you. Um, you, did you grow up in a home where people were angry and fought or were people suppressed emotions? Dad suppressed mom expressed. And so I live with mom and, and my sister and they, and it was this like a big soup of like emotional, like, Ality, <laughs> emotionality. And it was, you know, very verbose all the time. Yeah. People were screaming and yelling and it wasn't like physically violent, but I mean, and my dad was just like passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, it was not, uh, it was not well expressed so or I, even well suppressed. Yeah. I grew up in a, in a home where like silent treatment, like it was, silence was weaponized. Right. So I, that's why I'm like, really, I can't, I can't take the silent treatment. I can't, I need like, let's talk it out. I'm give me five minutes. We can work through it. I'm sorry if you're going to be uncomfortable for five minutes, but it's going to save you about five days totally. of having to deal yeah. with shit. But it's never five minutes. We could buy a, we could, we could buy a, 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 a timer. timer. Okay. <laughs> I, I will, I will, I will negotiate on that. I will, I will concede. You'll you concede. Get, we'll you, get a timer. Yes. <laughs> or you find new ways. Like, honestly, I mean, you know, no, you, sometimes we do like a sing off. Sometimes we do a dance off. Like, you know, it, I know it sounds super silly, but all the stuff, you just take it way too seriously. Yeah, I know I do. do. Um, it's totally unconventional, but I find it works a lot better. I just don't think you can resolve a lot of stuff from like here to here. I just, I just. Yeah, I thought you were going to point mind. to your heart when you said you don't resolve it in your mind or your throat. Your, so, but unfortunately, we have to start wrapping up. We are already over time. This was great. I'm sure I enjoyed it way more than this guy did. But and I know our listeners are going to love this one. We really appreciated having you on. This was a fun conversation, and um, enjoyed it immensely. Yes, and uh, thank you for coming on the show. If anybody out there wants to get in touch with Helene, they can go to her website, Jennifer Helene.com connect with her LinkedIn. Everything that you need to know about her will be in the show notes. And thank you to our listeners. Let us know what you thought about the show. Yes. If you want to work with us, everything you need to know is at sbpace.com, including all of our social medias. 
social medias. Is it medias? Yeah, can be. It can be. Um, we got a lot of free content out there. We also willingly and gladly accept forms of payment for work that we do. So if you want to hire us, we would love that. And we have a second business. It's called Certivium, and it is kick ass. You can learn more about that at certivium.com or also at sbpace.com. And on top of this podcast, we also have a radio show out there. It's called Defeat the Chaos. It's every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel, or you can just listen to it on demand. And don't forget to download and rate this podcast, subscribe and give us a review. And if you have any feedback, let us know. We wrote a book. It is a number one bestseller. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It has a digital download. And if you've already bought it, damn it, go back to Amazon and rate and review it. We need more rating and reviewing on that. We do. We we like to be judged. Yes, we do. So that is it for today. I'm Corey. I'm Julie. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.